Hey guys, this is Adrian doing some late night editing. I didn't realize how long this conversation went. So, I have a two-part podcast with Mr. Steve Picordi. You might remember him from a couple of episodes that we've done throughout our time doing this podcast. Hopefully you enjoy it. Welcome to the Dude Catholic Podcast. I'm your co-host Adrian here with the main host of the day, Mr. Steve Pokorny. Good morning, good morning, and good afternoon and good evening, wherever you're listening. Just in case people haven't heard one of the two episodes that you've been on, uh, why don't you introduce yourself a little bit, Steve? Sure. Uh, well, I'm Steve Pokorny. I live in San Antonio, Texas. Been married almost 11 years now with uh, to my, my lovely bride, Valerie, and I've got uh, two daughters on earth, uh, Isabella and Francesca, nine and seven, and then one in heaven um, is Joy, and very, very grateful for um, for being in the, in the married vocation and living this out. Um, professionally, I am the founder of Freedom Coaching, freedom-coaching.net, where uh, we are working every day to break the bonds of the compulsion to pornography and attachment to pornography in both men and women, and to do that permanently, not through uh, coping mechanisms, but through the transformation of mind, heart, identity, and vision. And I've seen so many beautiful things that have happened through there. And before that was my own transformation after being hooked for over 12 years, a slave is what I like to say. Um, and then from, uh, from that experience, the creation of redeemed vision, setting the blind free from the pornified culture. And this is a book, 14 year project. Um, my wife was the, um, the midwife, shall we say of that project giving birth to that, <laughs> that, that big baby. Um, and, uh, and then, and that itself has helped to lay out and been groundwork for the work of freedom coaching. So, um, it's been a, it's a wild ride. It still is a wild ride. It's still going, um, and getting to see some of the most broken men and women, um, who, who feel as though they're just trapped forever and uh, to, to be a means of guiding them on the path to genuine freedom. So that's a little bit about me. Nice. You know, and that's, that's the main reason why, why we got together, you know, because we're thinking about, you know, how are people, how are people doing right now? You know, especially since I, I, I brought up the, I brought up the people that are, that are not family men, you know, those that live alone and have little contact with the world. Um, in my experience, you know, knowing the little bit that I know about addiction or, or anything of the sort, I find that when people are alone or stressed, you know, or in some sort of distress, that's when people revert back to certain addictions or behaviors that are self-destructing, just to be honest. Um, and, and, I, and I really wanted to pick your brain on this because I'm like, all right, that, that idea crossed my mind, but, but I don't have the expertise, you know, like Steve does. So let's, let's talk. Yeah. So I, I think it is, it is really interesting. And I think, one of the things we were uh, going back and forth on Instagram uh, with our little text thread 
Um, thinking about for, first and foremost with this with the whole coronavirus thing that's going on right now. Coronavirus, uh, you know, is is spread through a wide variety of means, close contact, um, but also it looks like airborne, right? Uh, on various substances, various uh, surfaces, you can't uh, you can't see it, but we clearly know it's there because the effects are there, right? Yeah. Well, then you have the, in the midst of this whole crisis, right, the, one of the major internet providers, or excuse me, uh, pornography providers, um, companies, um, shall we say, um, both in cruise ships and in the entire uh, country of Italy is offering, quote unquote, free pornography. So I like to say either you're going to get the coronavirus or you're going to get another virus, right? And mm-hmm. um, and whereas the coronavirus can certainly, for some people, can uh, can lead to their death, we guarantee that pornography will lead to the death of your soul. Will lead to the death of of emotions. Will lead to the death of relationships. Right? That's a guarantee yeah. here. Coronavirus is a maybe, right? Um, and with you know. I, vitamin C and with taking care of ourselves and, and getting the medical attention, there's a good chance of reco- recovering here. But, you know, if we are left in trapped in this isolation, and this is exactly what is what's happening here. And, 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 and the word crisis, I think comes to mind. And I think that's an important word. And most people, yeah. I think when they hear crisis is a moment to freak out. Well, crisis is more a decision point. It's more, if we look at it from the, the Christian perspective of hope, it's that of, of a decision to turn towards God. And so, Adrian, you and I, right, we're not, uh, um, <laughs> we're trapped in our homes with, our, with our, our wife and our children. I mean, that's the way we can look at it, is trapped here, trapped. right? <laughs> trapped. Um, I don't know if you saw, did you see the whole, um, <laughs> there was a um, short video going around, a guy was asked, I, it was a joke, I hope it's a joke, he was like, if you had a choice yes. between being trapped with your, your wife and your children, and he's like, no. <laughs> B. <laughs> B. <laughs> a. <laughs> B. <laughs> and I think um, there's moments, right? We all have those moments, right? I just like, it's, it's the tension of when we were, uh, when we were single, we're like, where's our wife? I don't know about you, but I was like, where's mm-hmm. my wife, right? Where, where is she? And then once we, we have her, we're just like, sometimes, can you just leave me alone for a little bit? <laughs> and, um, and I, I said that in jest. Um, some somewhat right um the, hey, because, the feeling might be mutual <laughs> yes so, <laughs> i know it's mutual sometimes my wife right just please go i need and my wife's an introvert so so in this here bring this back to the point i want to drive is that we are we're we're in quarantine right now we it's a crisis it's a decision decision point what road you've got a fork here which road are you going to take are you going to take this as a road, an opportunity to repent from our sin, to turn back to God, to go deeper into God, deeper into who we are so that we can come out of this better than who we were? Or are we going to take this and use this time to destroy ourselves, mm-hmm. right? And yes. in the sad reality is, take that, that internet, that pornography company provider, they don't see this as destroying people. Or if they do, they don't care. And this is what is utterly sinister here. So we have to wake up to the reality of what this is doing to us and how this is affecting us. Wow. 
All right, for those of you that are, wait, no, this is not a radio show. I was going to say, for those of you that are just joining in, like if you're joining, you're, you're here on purpose, you know, and that's, that's kind of a neat thing about, about podcast lands, that people are here on purpose, you know, and hopefully they're interested in this because this is something that, that plagues um, dude kind, you know, it's not, it's not, it is, it is something that affects women, um, but it's something that I'm, I'm, I'm picking more on guys because this is some, something that's been plaguing us for a long, long time. You know, I hear the statistics of people that get, that get, that actually get help and it's 40% women and 60% men. So this is not something that's, that's simply picking on one gender, you know, it's picking on both of us and, and it's trying to, it's trying to destroy the family from within because the damage that this can do to your family life is horrible because it changes the way you look at the beloved in the most unifying act that you can do. It takes that and it makes it something that's not. Uh, the way that I remember Matt Fratt putting it, and we may have said this before in one of our other, one of our other conversations, is that, is that when you're looking at love for what it is, it says, this is my body given up for you. And when we're looking at it for what pornography makes it out to be, it's, this is your body taken by me. You know, and so, and, and that's the kind of, that's what it does. That's what pornography does to our brain and to that, that act in our own hearts and in our own minds. And, and that's why it's so hard also to, to, I guess, be ripped away from, from that addiction. It's because we like it, you know, it's because it, it gives you a thrill. It gives you those, and this is the part where you, where you I guess you, you talk about endorphins and all that stuff that I have no clue about, you know? Let's, let's take it from a couple, a couple aspects. Great points. And, and I, I love that, that, that phrase that Matt, Matt Fred brings up. And, and to expound upon that, a couple areas. One would be, there's something called the law of the gift. Okay, St. John Paul the Great talks about this extensively in Theology of the Body. And it is the notion that there is a law and it is greater than gravity. And that law is gift, right? To the degree that we make a sincere gift of ourselves is the degree in which we will find happiness. This is based on Gaudium et Spes 24, right? Uh, man cannot find himself except through a sincere gift of self, right? We long to do this. And is it arduous? It is, is it tough? Yes, it is. Mm -hmm. But we as men especially, we are called to the difficult life. We're called to do this. Um, there's the secular organization, right? Uh, the hashtag is uh, um, seek discomfort. And they've got a, a I'm blanking. Mm -hmm. I'm sure that people listening to this are, can, can think of, of the organization uh, of that, but that's their hashtag, seek discomfort. I, I love that, right? Nice. Um, I'm actually, I've been going through Exodus 90 and for anybody who's, who's been doing that, right? Cold showers, they're the best, right? <laughs> and uh, <laughs> um, we, we, we do that, but it's, it's not to pursue cold showers in itself. What is it for, right? When I'm in the shower there and I'm, it takes my breath away, right? Uh, I'm able to offer this up, offer this for family members who have no who, who are just kind of lost and clueless for those in, for especially for this coronavirus, for the lifting of this, yeah. all right? And, and so this law of the gift, to the degree that we are gift, we will find joy and peace. We will find ourself. Because it's, it's the ironic thing. There's always a paradox that many, many times Jesus talks and there's paradoxes, right? Those who die for his sake will rise. When we give ourselves away, we will find ourselves. 
right? Because that's the nature of who God is and we are made in an image. We're made to do this. So then the paradox is there, Adrian, yeah. that if we are, um, if we're self-seeking, if we're serving ourselves, if we're following the, the, the law of use, use is to take advantage of someone to take their great giftedness and use it for um, beneath our own, their own dignity and our own dignity. That is where we will find the true uh, shame, the guilt, the self-hatred, which is exactly what the, the biggest argument I can make for pornography would be that pornography steals joy. That's yeah. the biggest thing. It takes away what we were looking for in the first part. I mean, Adrian, you brought up the notion of like the excitement and, and there's something here because there's a semblance of, of beauty there. There's a semblance of sexuality. There's mm -hmm. a semblance of, of something good there, right? All the devil can take is what is true, good, and beautiful and twist it. Yeah. But what it does, as soon as we get trapped in there, we, get, um, uh, we, we, we are, become slaves. So that would be the first thing I would say there. So let's talk about some of those chemicals very briefly, right? And I encourage those who want to go deeper in this, check out my book, chapter three of Redeemed Vision, where we go heavy into the neuroscience of pornography. And there's a lot of good that's coming out on this, on the neuroscience uh, organizations like Fight the New Drug um, that are purposely secular. I know there's Christians behind the scenes, I think even some Catholics, um, mm -hmm. and they purposely go secular because the first stage here is acknowledging there's a problem. And if you look at simply the brain chemicals from dopamine, which is the neurotransmitter, this neurotransmitter, this is what, um, what drives our attraction towards things. This, uh, there's, there's excitement here that happens here. But the more that we continuously pursue the same kind of excitement, okay, the less fulfilling it is. Think, take the issue of, I don't know, a television show pick whatever one right once we've seen that show we're like well what's next and if we had to always go back to watching that one show we're like yeah it's boring and let's move on or if the new sh the quote-unquote new shows that are coming out are the same way we're going to lose interest same yeah. thing ha same thing happens here the dopamine receptors in the brain they shrink and with pornography we need more and more and more here and the difference in marriage for instance a healthy marriage healthy marital intimacy if we truly get to know our wife better, if we get to know who she is, those times of intimacy are not boring, are not going to be um, something where we're seeking else, seeking something else. It's going to be something new because the, the, the old phrase goes, making love begins in the kitchen, right? All those different elements of life, right? And right now, Corona time is a perfect time, gentlemen, to grow yes. your marriage. It really is, right? Mm -hmm. To the things, the ways in which we have failed to truly love our, our, our wives, we have the opportunity to enter in here. It's a crucible, right? So yeah. doing dishes, uh, cutting the lawn, right? Maybe she wants some, uh, some grass and dirt brought in to, to reseed the lawn there, right? Um, so- Deweeding uh, the backyard. <laughs> which never, Ends. So again, uh, you got dopamine, you have, uh, you have uh, testosterone, norepinephrine, um, uh, all, all these different ones, uh, oxytocin that are, that are going on in the brain. Used well, right, they can lead to wholesome, to, to feelings of joy. But if we are 
using pornography, those chemicals, instead of bringing fulfillment, actually steal it from us on a chemical level, right? And so just knowing that wakes us up. Now, what do we do with that? That's a whole nother question. That's so dangerous when you're dealing with that stuff. But I wanted to go back to something you were saying. I mean, when you were speaking, everything was so John Paul II, you know, when you were speaking about about utilitarianism, you know, the using of someone else, which is, in a way, it's the opposite of love. The opposite of love that's not so much hate, because hate you can recognize. You know, and hate doesn't necessarily have to do something about it, but when you're already using someone, you're already doing the opposite of love to them. And, and it reminds me of something I heard probably by Christopher West that, that when they discovered shame, Adam and Eve in the, in the garden, when they looked at each other, they didn't feel ashamed because of anything they were. God made them amazing looking. However, they felt shame because this person is now seeing me as body parts. And now this person is seeing me as something that I am not. And, and they could use me. You know, and so that's why we cover. That's why we shield. It's not so much because we are not good enough. It's because... We are so sacred that that's that sacredness needs to be protected. You know, and we and we always we become squirmish whenever we talk about this kind of stuff in public because we never were taught about it in a wholesome way. You know, we were never taught that that this is sacred, this is beautiful, and it's good. You know, all this stuff is good. I mean, when you if you ever utter the words, you know, an orgasm is good in front of people. <laughs> there, there'll be some shock, you know, especially at the dinner table. You know, if, if we're talking about yep. this kind of stuff with our children from an early age, it's no longer taboo. And we can say there's good touch, there's bad touch, there's, there's something that God intended and something that, that God did not intend. And kids are so good at making the connections, you know, and, and I hope we can teach these things that, that, that you were talking about from an early age. And I hope people are doing that. And if not, I hope they start because it's so crucial for children to know about the body and that they learn about, about human relationships from the home, not just indirectly, but very much directly, because it forces, us to, it forces parents to speak it, which means that if they're not living it, they're gonna be, we're gonna be condemning ourselves. You know, It's gonna be something convicting that makes us actually wanna do something about, about the way we've been, we've been modeling the the most basic human relationship, the one of mother and father, the basic unit of society, as John Paul II used to used to put it, you know. And so, so when you're saying all these things, I'm like, yeah, just just yeah, go, Steve. <laughs> you know, I'm just kind of in the background cheering you on um, because this this is so important. Maybe you can talk about how how we can use this time of quarantine to promote that that kind of conversation around the around the dinner table or or in family meetings or or however you however you can. Uh, I guess you can make it happen during this time, especially when we have more time together. Sure, absolutely. And, and uh, I always like to say, you know, if and when this whole quarantine time ends, I do believe it will end at some point, um, the next party you go to, just, you know, first three minutes, just drop the word nakedness into the conversation. The entire room <laughs> will just lose their mind, okay? And it's, and it's precisely that reaction should key us off to the fact that something's wrong. Because... Uh, let's hit on this, right? The original nakedness was never something taboo. 
right? It was nothing, it's not evil, nakedness is not evil, but most of us don't have an appropriate context to address this. What's our context? Pornography, right? I've, I, one, of the, one of the quotes in the book is um, somewhere, I think it's chapter two, is when people think of nakedness, they, they think it's simply bad porn. Right, and that that breaks our heart because original nakedness was a revelation of the mystery of the person, of being able to see the person, and this and seeing that person should drive us into real intimacy with the person. Right, and what is this in intimacy? Some of some listeners have probably heard this into me see, to see and be seen, to love and be loved by another's loving gaze, and have it reciprocated. Those are the four deepest desires of the human heart, to see and be seen, to love and be loved, right? We long, we ache for this, right? And, yeah. and do the flip, flip around with this, with all the, all the pornography, right? Because there's, again, there's nothing, nothing that is evil that doesn't have some element of good in it, right? Yeah. And, and our job is to test everything, retain what is good, as St. Paul says, right? Pornography can never be retained, but the body, the person, sexuality, attraction, those are very good, but the fifth one must be rejected. And that fifth one is lust, right? Adrian, you remember the old Sesame Street, Street, Street blah, blah, blah. Sesame Street song? Man, try saying that five times. Fast, the right? Ingerish is hard. <laughs> right? Which of these doesn't belong? Which of these doesn't go together? I don't know if you remember that. Yeah. Um, it's a catchy jingle. And, and we, we oftentimes, I like to say, throw the body out with the bathwater. Right? We are missing what is truly good about this. And so bring this back to children. I, I, obviously, young children, are we going to bring up the term orgasm with our children? No, not no. at the dinner table. I'm not going to bring that up. Right? And I, I, get, I get what you're saying, but we got to make this very clear for those listening <laughs> to the podcast. Right? Okay? So don't go drop the O word right in the middle of dinner to your five-year-olds. Okay? It doesn't need to be said there. Right? <laughs> but there does need, especially, like, filter this through the language of gift. Right? I like to say everything in the language of gift. If you've got young children, and this is a perfect time to do it, it's always the perfect time to do the right thing, is now is the hour of salvation. Now is redemption. It is redemption time right now. And God is slowing us all down, depriving many of us of the sacraments um, so that we have to go in thirst for him, to increase our thirst for him. And, and, but this is nothing new than the, the dearth of fresh water in our culture for a long time. Now we are being forced to confront that here. And again, it's a crisis. It's an opportunity here. So put this in terms of language of gift, right? Let's say you have two small, small kids, right? My, when my daughters, they're still small, right? There's nine and seven. This is the perfect opportunity to teach them about gift, right? Say my eldest, yeah. right? Isabella comes up and you know, I'm making pancakes. Says, I, I want some pancakes. And, and I say, well, how can you make a gift of yourself right now? Very simply, mm-hmm. Francesca, come here, come get your pancakes, right? Very simple there. That little, and those little things, right? And then yeah. our job as parents, which is like smacking our head against the wall sometimes, is to do that about 500,000 times over a year, okay? Yeah. Over and over. And that's the tough thing I think about being a father and mother mm-hmm. because it, we, we, we see the concupiscent nature, the desire to want to be selfish in our kids. But then if we're honest, we see it in ourselves. And I know, 
I know that I don't live this out well enough with my wife. I know I see the wounds that I, I treat against there, right? And if we're coupling in our own, as speaking, calling out all, all husbands, if you've got pornography involved in there, which is intrinsically training you in your private time yeah. to seek out being selfish, that private viewing time is not going to stay private. It's going to go out to affect directly. After you leave that room, after you put down your cell phone, right? You're going to go affect your wife and kids with this stuff, yeah. right? So again, this, and this is more serious than the coronavirus. So to flip it around, right? It's training in virtue. It's a training in giftedness, right? Now, as those feelings become eroticized, right? As they begin to feel the pull, the attraction of the opposite sex, those desires, those yearnings in their hearts, right? The lungs that are there. And those are good. And we have to affirm those goodness. It's training our children. Okay, what are you feeling? Feel what you're feeling, especially if you have young kids. They haven't hit, hit puberty yet. Mm -hmm. Talk about feelings. Say, feel your feelings. What are you feeling? Now, what's an appropriate way to express those feelings? The younger we go, the harder it is them for them to talk about those rationally. But the more that we get into the conversation and we don't stuff emotions, we, there's no explosion of emotions. Mm -hmm. We talk about those. We bring those up here. Then it's going to be healthy. And this communicates into this conversation on nakedness, this conversation yeah. about the body. If we treat the body in a healthy, normal ways, because if most people, right, Adrian, actually, this is a perfect time for a story. And, and um, if, I, I don't know if I said this in, it's story time, kids, right? I don't know if I, <laughs> I said this in, in, in our previous uh, podcast, but it's, it's so powerful and worth, worth repeating if I did. Yes. This, is chapter, this is found in chapter nine of my book. And not only is it found in chapter nine of his book, it's also found in the next episode of the Dude Catholic Podcast. Stay tuned. Stay <laughs> tuned.